is Yahoo Finance Presents. I'm Akiko Fujita, and today we are joined by Sam Kennedy, President and CEO for the Boston Red Sox. We've also got Andre Cherney, who's CEO and co-founder of climate finance company Aspiration. Uh, great to have you both on on a day of a big announcement between you two, a partnership here that puts Fenway Park on a path to carbon neutrality. That makes Fenway, of course, the first major league baseball park to offset its carbon footprint. So let's get right into it. And Andre, I, I want to start with you. How did this partnership come about? Well, I think it came about, frankly, because of the leadership of the Boston Red Sox, uh, who are seeing their not just responsibility around leading around climate but what they're seeing and hearing from their fans. Uh, people today want to take action around climate. They have expectations of the places where they're spending their time and money. And, and for a team like the Boston Red Sox with its storied past and, and history, as, as well as its future, to make not just its operations uh, climate neutral, but to help make their fan experience climate neutral is really setting a brand new benchmark. And so, Andre, what specifically does this entail? Because I know it's been done in partnership with Aspiration. You've worked with other partners in the past to help uh, map out their carbon footprint. What does this mean for the experience at Fenway Park? Well, what Aspiration offers to business is really one-stop shopping around helping them go climate neutral, helping those businesses see and explore and understand their carbon footprint, allow them to reduce and mitigate that carbon footprint using our products and services, uh, and then really to help them tell that story. And for the Red Sox, what that means is they're building an aspiration planet protection contribution into every ticket sold to Fenway. So every time somebody is showing up at that game, not only are they offsetting the emissions necessary for them to get to that game, whether they're driving or taking the tea or whatever else it may be, but they're actually able to come together with their fellow fans about making a big positive impact uh, alongside having a great time at the game. So it's really not, again, not just uh, them doing the right thing, but them engaging their fans and their fans really together having an even bigger impact. Uh, Sam, as we said, this makes you the first MLB park uh, to, to move forward to offset your carbon footprint. Uh, why go this route? Well, I want to thank uh, Andre for the partnership and um, well said in terms of how this came about. We're honored to partner with Aspiration. This is, um, I think, uh, another chapter in our journey towards sustainability um, and doing the right thing at Fenway Park. It's our 21st year with this ownership group, and um, we installed solar panels back in 2008. We established a recycling Fenway green team in the early years. Um, we built out Fenway Farms, where we're growing natural produce at, at Fenway Park. And it's really important to John Henry, Tom Werner, uh, Michael Gordon, our entire partnership that we are focusing on sustainability. And now for the first time ever, we have a partner in that endeavor and a partner with expertise uh, in sustainability. We found that with Aspiration. And to me, be able to make a contribution back to the uh, Planet Protection Fund uh, that Aspiration has created is, is an honor. Uh, and we hope that other businesses and sports teams who get a lot of attention, frankly, uh, are able to join the effort here. And we're really, really proud to announce this partnership. What does that climate footprint or carbon footprint look like for Fenway? I think a lot of people are going to hear this and say, well, this is great, but 
Well, what exactly does that mean? If we're talking about something like scope two, scope three emissions, it is to Andre's point about how fans get there, what transportation they use to get to the games. How do you go about calculating that offset? Well, I'll start and then turn it to Andrea. You know, we we think that um, part of uh, being good stewards of the Boston Red Sox and Fenway Park is preserving, protecting, enhancing Fenway and taking it into the next century. The ballpark's well over 100 years old, so it's really hard um, to, to tackle renovations at a 100-year-old ballpark. That's why we've been focused on um, sustainability in all of our operations. And now... Uh, contributing on behalf of every single fan that comes into our ballpark in 2022 and beyond. Um, we think we're taking that next step and engaging uh, the attendees at Fenway. Obviously, there will be no surcharge, no cost to our fans. The Red Sox are doing this, um, but it will be uh, going to the experts, people like Andre and the people at Aspiration, um, to their Planet Protection Fund to make sure that we're doing our small part in this important endeavor. Andre, you want to jump in on you know yeah, how exactly absolutely. this Planet Protection Fund works, how it's utilized, and, and what that means beyond Fenway in terms of the offset, offset. Yeah, no, it's a great question. First, you're right. Figuring out what the carbon footprint of a place like Fenway is 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 takes a lot of work, and so in partnership with uh, the Red Sox management. Uh, we were able to understand, yes, what is their electricity usage? What is their gas usage? But then to your point, what is the footprint of all the people who are showing up at that game, which is the largest carbon impact? And then what happens with those planet protection contributions is that they go to fund high quality nature-based offsets that are, and carbon credits are being created in places around the world, uh, whether it's planting trees in uh, the Amazon region or, or in Africa, whether it's soil uh, enhancement operations, whether it's wind, other things that are having additional positive impact that's reducing carbon from the atmosphere, along with all the other things that we should be doing to take our own steps along those fronts as well. Uh, and so this is real verified projects uh, that are going to have a measurable impact. And Andre, I know you've already got a uh partnership in place with the LA Clippers as well, not exactly on the scale that you've got with Fenway, but um, clearly a lot of these teams are becoming more and more conscious of um, climate change, how to reduce their footprint as well. What conversations have you had with other professional teams and what's your sense on how quickly, you know, something like this could get going beyond Boston? Look, I think it takes a leader to step forward. And then there's a lot of people who see the positive impact and, and want to offer their own leadership and, and, and help to drive that train. And I think we're already seeing that across, whether it's baseball, basketball, other sports, and frankly, most of what Aspiration does, which has nothing to do with sports, which is helping people have direct climate impact through their debit cards, through their credit cards, working with everybody from Lime scooters to home builders to international companies, all of whom are seeing the same thing that the Red Sox are seeing, which is their customers are in whatever business they're in saying, what are you going to do about climate? And we want to spend our money with that business that is going to be having real leadership. Uh, we care about that. We want to have an impact. And so you're seeing this zero to one moment where every business is having to ask the same question, 
some of those businesses are going to be at the front end of that decision. But over the next few years, every business out there is going to have to grapple with those same questions. Sam, you said there's no cost to the fans. There are no surcharge. What's the cost of the Red Sox? Well, we, we think we'll be making um, substantial seven-figure contributions. And, you know, we're, we have three million people that come through our gates with uh, concerts um, and, and, of course, ball games. We hope we're playing in the postseason. Um, so we're really um, excited. We don't see it as a cost, by the way. We see it as um, an investment and doing the right thing and, and in our future. Uh, we all have a role and a responsibility to play. When you're privileged to work in professional sports or be part of an ownership group with a professional sports team, there's a lot of obligations. We got to win on the field, but we also have to give back to the communities in which we serve. And aspiration coming in and taking that um, and amplifying what we're trying to do and to tell this story and get the message out uh, to the, the 15 people in Red Sox Nation, uh, 15 million people here in, in, in Red Sox Nation is critical and, and we're really grateful. We are a baseball team in a ballpark uh, and it takes partners like Aspiration to come in and help amplify our efforts. So we're very grateful. Have to ask you about baseball while we have you on, Sam. Uh, just over a week out from opening day, certainly a lot of fans relieved now that the lockdown's been uh, the lockout has been resolved. But we're coming off of a year where MLB attendance hit a 37-year low. How do you get the fans back in the seats? Well, we have, we've got to do several things that appeal to this next generation of fans. And I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a long answer to that question, but the quickest answer is we've got to pick up the pace of the game. We need more offense, uh, less strikeouts, more balls in play. We have a lot of true outcomes with a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. Fans want to see action. Fans want to see a pace of a game that's uh, more quick, uh, played in a more quick manner. Uh, Commissioner Manfred, Tony Clark, did a great job of coming together on a deal. It was uh, a long winter, but we all survived. You said it. It was like the lockdown. Uh, it was a lockout. It's now over. Thank goodness we're going to have opening day. We open at Yankee Stadium next Thursday in New York. Really looking forward to it. Um, and at the end of the day, between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, we've got over 100 million fans coming through our gates from April through October. Still America's pastime. I think there's some things we can do where baseball finds the best version of itself and we're ready to make those changes like having a pitch clock or expanded bases or eliminating the shifts, things that the players and owners have agreed to examine in 2022 and implement in 2023. So really looking forward uh, to continuing for our, our sport to evolve. And finally, Sam, the, the viewing experience for fans are going to take on a bit of a different look this year because now you've got the streaming services in play. Apple TV Plus obviously signing a partnership with the MLB to broadcast some of those Friday night baseball games. Peacock is showing games on Sunday. And I've heard a split here among fans, some who say, look, this, this does not allow for broad viewing because if you're not subscribing to these services, you're not going to get in on the games. How do you view it? Well, I think you have to be mindful of what's happening in the world and the transition from uh, traditional linear cable to digital and direct to consumer is happening all around us. It's happening in, in sports, albeit at a slower rate, frankly. There's still lots of pay TV households uh, around the country, uh, but what's important is that we are where fans want them to be, us to be on their mobile device, on their laptop, on their iPad, on their 80-inch television screen at a bar, wherever. So we need to be everywhere. So 
uh, commissioner's office is expanding our offering, not just with the traditional cable uh, and over-the-air television partners, but we're now going and partnering with digital providers, and I'm all for it. At the end of the day, the consumer will win, and they will tell us where we need to be, when we need to be there, and we need to break down this friction, and people need to be able to watch Red Sox games wherever, whenever, however they want to do it. It's our job to be there, and that's that. this is a step in the right direction by Major League Baseball, and we're fully supportive of it. Yeah, Sam, you said 15 million Red Sox Nation. Some days it feels like it's a lot bigger than that <laughs> nationally, but it is uh, great to have you on today. Sam Kennedy, President and CEO for the Boston Red Sox, and Andre Cherney, CEO and co-founder of Aspiration. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. Thank you very much.